Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. podcast on what is currently 9 p.m. roughly on Thursday, March the 12th, 2020, at the conclusion of what has been possibly the weirdest 48 hours in the history of North American sports in up there in American history, in modern history in general. I am Andrew Alex from ESPN Blacksburg. He went at 1.3 in the New River Valley. Alongside me, we have the former tech sideline beat writer, the owner and operator of RickyLeBlue.com, all the way from the 757. Yes, you guessed it. It's Ricky LeBlue. Ricky, how are you, my friend? Doing pretty good. Uh, glad to have you back, obviously. Um, and... Not, I guess, not too surprised that we're doing an emergency pod here after exactly what's transpired over the last 48 hours. Also with us this evening, the one, the only, the Sports Illustrated beat writer for the Virginia Tech Hokies, we have Mike McDaniel. Michael, how you doing, bud? Weirdest 48 hours of my lifetime, and I've lived through 9-11. This is right up there, and this is a different kind of thing, right? And, and 9-11 was, like, shocking, and it killed several thousand people all at once. But this is different, but it's up there for me with, with 9-11, with the way that it's just – it's harrowing, right? Like, the way it's kind of being reported on, and, you know, when the president comes and gives a speech at, you know, 9 o'clock at night last night, takes national TV time, the only time I've ever seen that is for 9-11 or a State of the Union. So you knew it was pretty serious when, when that came up. So it's, yeah, this is wild. This is, I've never lived through something like this. So I'm, I'm, you know, hoping everybody is okay, stays healthy, et cetera. That kind of goes without saying, but got to say it. Yeah, and at the end of this, we will obligatorily, as a matter of social responsibility, talk about measures that can be taken to, you know, stop the, the upward trajectory of the level of infections of this very dangerous, very sickening coronavirus, also known as COVD-19. But you love sports. We love sports. That's why we're all here today. And, and the world of sports is a microcosm of what's going on. But when things like this are such a big part of American culture, it makes it seem much more real to the average American that may not have considered this virus to be that much of a threat, that much of a national emergency. The NCAA tournament has been postponed or canceled. I should say the NCAA tournament has been canceled. The NHL season has been postponed. Major league baseball season has been postponed for two weeks. Major League Soccer has been postponed. The NFL owners meetings postponed. The Boston Marathon postponed. All NCAA spring sports have been canceled. International tennis has been closed. And more than half of the NFL teams are closing their facilities and canceling travels for scouts. And that goes for the NCAA too. The ACC has shut down not only all spring sports, but all recruiting as well. The world of sports has come to a standstill. Boys, it's hard to put into words, but just give me your reaction to what's happening and and where we go from here. Well, number one, it sucks. I mean, sports is one of those, those greater things in life that 
we often look to as a release and uh, something that can help bring us together. And uh, we're not going to have that for a while, you know, and it's, it's unfortunate, but um, it, I certainly understand it. You know, I, I applauded the NCAA's action to remove fans from the equation for March Madness. And I thought that that was going to be a, um, a good compromise, I guess is a way to put it. Lafonso Ellis said something similar on ESPN uh, last night, and I, I kind of like that that I you know that way of thinking. But um, in situations like these, you're damned if you do and you're damned if you don't when it comes to just halting everything. And if if the NCAA and, and the NBA and Major League Baseball and all these other entities, if they didn't halt things um they would be opening themselves up to unbelievable amounts of public criticism and probably rightfully so um if they do cancel these things which they've done at least for the time being um they open themselves up to somewhat smaller amounts of criticism of overreacting to the situation but um, it's a lot easier to defend an overreaction to this than it is to defend um, an underreaction. And I, I think that that's really important to remember. So uh, it, it, it sucks. I feel bad for all these athletes. I feel bad for coaches. I feel bad for people that are associated with these teams. Fortunately, there are a lot of uh, entities, whether it be teams and leagues, conferences, that are putting together uh, paid leave options for these these employees so that way their lives aren't affected because let's remember those are the people that are more, more likely living paycheck to paycheck you know um john swafford as a commissioner when it comes to his salary he's going to be fine right justin fuente is going to be fine they're not worried about the money it's all those people that are on the periphery of the department and the periphery of all these professional teams whether it be security guards or concession people or people involved with cleaning facilities and things like that, those would be the people that would be adversely affected by all of these decisions to close. And I think Mark Cuban has taken <clears throat> a, a pretty head-on approach by saying he's 100% putting together a program for his employees. He's advocating for that across the NBA. I think that that's something that will be advocated for across sports in general. Um, and I think that's exactly how it should be. So the only way you can sum it up is this is it's really, really unfortunate. And you you actually hate to see things like this. But um, given what we've seen across hey, the can world, you guys close the door and, and, and given what we've seen here in the United States already uh, in terms of how quickly it seems to have spread in certain areas, uh, it, it's not surprising. Yeah, I mean, the whole thing has been surreal. Um, I think the thing that's been most shocking is just kind of the way all of this went down and how quickly it all went down. Um, in a matter of 48 hours, multiple events were canceled. You know, you have entire sports leagues shutting down for now, suspending play. Um, you have issues with, you know, players who you know, have contracted the coronavirus on the NBA, you know, on the NBA landscape with Donovan Mitchell. Um, you know, it's, it's just crazy. And, and the Rudy Gobert thing, obviously kicking things off last night and leading to the suspension of the league minutes after it was announced. NHL follows suit. MLB has pushed back spring, you know, they've, they've postponed spring training. They've pushed back uh, baseball games, obviously, for a start of the season with opening day. It, it's really wild. And that's before you even get into the, you know, the sports that we're concerned about for purposes of this podcast for greater, for better or worse with, you know, all of Tex athletics and the ACC at large and, you know, college sports and, you know, with the tournament being canceled and, you know, everything kind of coming to a standstill. And a lot of people were critical of how, you know, the NCAA handled this, how certain conferences handled this. At the end of the day, I think there was just lack of communication between the NCAA and, 
you know, conferences across, uh, across college basketball, um, with, you know, different conferences, you know, kind of making moves on their own because they didn't know what the NCAA was doing and what they were assigned to do behind closed doors. And you had, you know, leagues decide that they weren't going to admit players in. You had the Ivy League taking the very first step out of anybody as far as canceling the tournament was concerned. You know, they came out a couple of days ago, said, you know what? Nope. Ivy League tournaments canceled. Yale is our champion because they won the regular season. So you kind of started to see the severity of it, but we were just kind of at the tip of the iceberg. And a lot of people were critical of the Ivy League, saying that they made a mistake. A lot of players on opposing teams that weren't weren't playing for Yale were really critical of the decision because they didn't have a fair chance, they didn't think. And, you know, now how laughable does that look? Um, and that was just two days ago. And now we're sitting here today and not only have conferences gone from not playing games with spectators and only having essential personnel, but today all of these conferences major conferences across college basketball have canceled have canceled their tournaments and and ultimately the ncaa comes out this afternoon and says the the tournament's canceled and that's before you even consider what duke and kansas did earlier this afternoon they said you know what not only are these conference tournaments canceled the big 12 tournament was canceled the acc tournament was canceled but duke as a university comes out first and says nope none of our athletic teams are playing any more sports this spring and that includes our basketball team with the with the ncaa tournament for men's and women's hoops um kansas followed suit within an hour shortly thereafter and then at that point the ncaa even if they wanted to hold march madness their hands are tied how dumb would they have looked if they came out and said you know what we're going to play the tournament without a one seed and probably a two seed in Duke, right? Kansas was going to be a top overall seed in the tournament. Exactly. Kansas being the number one overall seed, Duke probably at, at worst being a three seed, probably end up being a two seed, but one of two of the most storied programs in college basketball saying we're not playing. How foolish would the NCAA have looked? And ultimately guys, I think it's the right decision to cancel everything right now. You know, um, a lot of people have been critical of that too, saying we're overreacting. We don't know how bad this is. And the answer is like, that's correct. We don't know how bad this is. Bottom line is a lot of people are going to catch this virus. Not a lot of people are going to die from it, but it is going to affect the elderly population in this country, older Americans, and it's going to affect a lot of people with underlying conditions and aren't that old. And it sucks, right? And it sucks in and of itself. It sucks that sports are being canceled as a secondary, you know, getaway from all this and from the new reality that we're living in, at least for a couple weeks or, or a couple months, whatever it may be. It sucks that we're in this position and it's unlike anything I've ever seen. Like I said, at the top of the show, guys, like we, I lived through nine 11. I thought that was insane. This is up there for me as far as like major events in American history that I've lived through. Um, it's obviously a different event because thousands of Americans haven't died like within, you know, four or five hours. Um, but we could get to a point where hundreds of thousands of Americans could possibly die from this. And this is what the CDC is saying. Right. And, they're obviously taking every step possible, both within sports and outside of sports at this point, to make sure that Americans are safe. And that's what the government wants. They want Americans to be safe. We don't want a situation like China's in, um, where they have thousands and thousands and thousands of people really sick. South Korea, same deal. Italy. I mean, the entire country of Italy is on lockdown. Like, it's literally unbelievable. Um, the president comes out last night, whether you like him or not, I don't, I don't care your political leanings. He comes out last night and says, there's going to be no travel for 30 days from Europe to the United States. I mean, I have never seen anything like that in American history. I mean, you think about how crazy this is, where it's a 30-day ban of some trade and all these people. And, and you think about the other bans that have taken place during the administration. I don't want to get into all that. But for a virus, we have never seen anything like this. Um, this is unprecedented for the reasons why this is taking place in this country right now. And it's a pretty scary time. And whether you think that this isn't going to be that big of a deal or not, we're overreacting. I mean, that's fine. But at the end of the day, I'm all for overreacting for a few weeks if it means more Americans are going to be safe and healthy and we can all move past this together. I think it's fair to overreact now and maybe be wrong about the seriousness of the virus rather than just go about business as usual and have hundreds of thousands of Americans get sick and die from this. Um, we, we don't know what the future holds. It's, it's scary. Yeah. I mean, that's exactly right. And to put things in, in my perspective, uh, someone who works in my office is recently recovered. Like when I say recently, I mean within weeks from cancer and they made the decision that 
essentially only me and my immediate boss are the only two people allowed in the building for the foreseeable future. That's just how it's going to go. It is. It's radio. Obviously, someone has to be there to do it. But outside of doing a live show, they see no reason for us to be there. It is a a true lockdown. And for those that say, I'm young, yes, I'll be fine. The virus won't kill me. It only kills 1% of the population, 2% of the population, 3% of the population. First of all, we don't know the numbers. This is uncharted territory. The two word, the two phrases that you'll hear over and over again in these past few days and in the coming days are uncharted territory and to err on the side of caution. But those two phrases are well linked because we don't know what's going to happen. But we have to do what we can to save lives. We have an obligation as Americans, as community members to do so. But Ricky, I want to ask you, heading back to the NCAA side of this, they talk about an overreaction. A lot of coaches, apparently, reports have come out have said that coaches believe that the tournament shouldn't have been canceled outright, but rather postponed for a possibility to maybe finish the season in a month or two if that becomes a possibility. Do you agree with that? Or do you think the NCAA made the right move? I, I don't know. I mean... I'm not going to sit here and and lambaste anyone um, for deciding whether or not they want to postpone or cancel something. Look, I, I'm I'm not in charge of the NCAA. Lord knows I don't want to be. Um, I, I I I I'm fine with them canceling the tournament. I guess in an ideal world, it would have been something that was postponed, and we can look at it maybe a month from now and see how things are going, or or maybe sooner. I I don't know. I'm not, I'm not medically educated. I've tried to educate myself somewhat on this. So I don't sound like a complete moron, but I'm not going to, I'm not going to sit here and and say, Oh, well, the chances of of the country being in a situation where they can play where the disease isn't as transmissible and yada, yada, yada. I don't know, man. It's, it's just a a lot of people are, I, I, maybe not a lot, but there are some people out there that are, in my opinion, using this as a, a just another chance to take shots at Mark Emmer. And look, he's an easy guy to take shots at, right? I mean, Emmert's been stepping on his own, you know what, several times in his tenure as as president of the NCAA. So Emmert probably deserves a good a good amount of it. Yeah, Mike, <laughs> you know exactly what I'm talking about. Um, so, but I'm not gonna I'm not gonna join the group right now. Uh, there's there's too much other stuff going on. I got stuff I'm worried about. I mean, my for number one, I have an underlying health issue. I have Crohn's disease, and uh, I don't know how much of, of at risk that puts me. Uh, but it's certainly an underlying health issue that's caused me problems before. Um, my my mom's a nurse, uh, so that's another thing that I'm I'm kind of worried about. I have people that are older on my side of the family, as does everyone. So we all have people that we're worried about for this. So I'm going to choose to spend my time worrying about them rather than going on Twitter and doing what so many people have done, which is criticize all of those in power. Um, in the, and I'm speaking strictly in terms of the, of the athletic side. I'm not getting into politics on the podcast. Um, but I, I, all these people on Twitter and on Facebook and yada, yada, yada going in on Mark Emmer and all these commissioners of these athletic conferences and commissioners of professional leagues, you know, I, I'm not going to blame any of them for doing what they believe in wholeheartedly is the best decision for their league. If they believe that that's canceling something fine, it's your league. Go ahead. Uh, if you believe it's postponing something until further notice, I'm totally fine with that as well. So um, I, I, I guess in in short, like I began, I'm, I'm not really sure. You look at the implications that, I mean, and, and, excuse me, folks, because I kind of want to just circle this back quickly to the focus of our podcast, which is, Virginia Tech Athletics. 
you have a baseball team that was supposed to be on the rise, a softball team that was poised for a heck of the season, a women's basketball team who was going to make the NCAA tournament for the first time in what seems like an eternity, which, by the way, I believe, I agree with what the NCAA did, but what hurts me the most is a team like the Hokies women's basketball team that has worked so hard, which is propelled by such a good core of seniors who aren't going to have that chance to go to the big dance. You look at these things from a program perspective. Does this hurt the athletic programs, not just for Virginia Tech, but for any program that might have felt they were gaining momentum here in 2020? And what steps do you think the NCAA can and should take when we are able, in that day that we are so longing for right now, to return to the normal American life? and have these players take the field again, what steps can be taken to remedy the lost experiences for these athletes? Yeah, it's tough because you're dealing with an organization in the NCAA who, I mean, they have enough issues already doling out eligibility, um, whether it be from the transfer portal or for special waivers for athletes. Um for graduate transfers, whatever it may be, academics, or, or just academics, like the Landers Nolly situation, like they're they're an organization that struggles with the idea of eligibility for their athletes. The entire reason why they make the amount of money that they do, um, them being the NCAA, and they have enough trouble, you know, trying to dole out and figure out what eligibility looks like for student athletes and. The thing that I struggle with and I, I thought about a lot today is it, it would be great if, you know, some of these players could have gotten a shot to, to play their games. Um, obviously, knowing that the NCAA made the right decision to cancel everything, that's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is it, it sucks that and it's just part of the situation and part of kind of what we're dealing with secondarily um, after everybody's health, which is the most important thing is all we got at the end of the day um, is the sports aspect of it. And strictly speaking from that, you talk about the women's basketball team from Tech and all those seniors not being able to to play in the tournament, and it was going to be the first time, like you mentioned, Andrew, first time the women's hoops team at Tech has made the tournament in a really long time. Uh, baseball team is on the up and up. They're, they're coming off a big win over William & Mary, and they've had a relatively strong start to the season and um, at least starting to trend back in the right direction. The softball team's really good. Wrestling having another heck of a season. Um, looking forward to the NCAAs. It, it's just, it's really, really tough. And there's a lot of people impacted, not just at Virginia Tech, but across um, the NCAA landscape in, in college athletics. And it's tough. And, and I wonder, and a lot of people suggested this, it's like, wouldn't it be nice for the NCAA to find a way to, to have some of these athletes, especially like the seniors, be able to still have eligibility left over next year? And it's a lot easier said than done, right? Because it impacts everything from amount of scholarships you give a school to, and it's a lot of money in that, obviously, to what kind of classes are they going to take if they're already graduated. And um, like, realistically, I just don't think that works. It would be great if they found a way to do that. I don't think it's going to happen. I don't think it's realistic. It's an idea I've seen thrown out there today, and I'm 100% behind it to see these players finish their careers out how they wanted to. You think of at, at the University of Oregon, uh, Sabrina Inescu, who's one of the best college basketball players or the best college basketball player in the country. She was going to be the top pick in last year's WNBA draft. And she went back to Oregon because she felt that she had unfinished business. Oregon's one of the best teams in college basketball this year. And she is an unbelievable player. And she came back to school with a chance to win a national championship. That's all she wanted. And Oregon's really freaking good on the women's basketball floor this year. And she's not going to get that chance. It's unbelievable. Um, so when you think about how difficult it is for some of these seniors um, to not get that kind of opportunity, um, guys like Cassius Winston at, at Michigan State, for example, is another another guy who you know could have gone out into the draft. He was kind of like a fringe draft prospect. He decided to come back to school for a senior year. Michigan State was, of course, going to go to a big dance again. He doesn't get an opportunity. And that's just a couple of examples, right, of seniors who aren't going to get a chance to kind of finish out their careers. and. Um, yeah, it's it's really tough, and it's not just affecting college athletics. It's it's affecting the professionals as well. Vince Carter is kind of a swan song, like last year in the NBA, and it's just kind of ripped out of his hands. And who knows if the NBA is going to start back up again? Um, the hope is that they can, maybe in thirty days, but who knows? 
and it's yeah it's it's wild times I, I don't know where you go from here i mean we're we're in really uncharted waters i think everybody is doing the best they can um both on on the player side you know coaching staffs and i and i do think the ncaa like ricky mentioned like emmert's an easy guy to target and he's made a lot of stupid decisions and he's an easy guy uh to take jabs at without a doubt but him like everybody else like they're doing the best they can and sure could communication have been better yeah absolutely could they have communicated with these conferences better yeah absolutely but at the end of the day nobody has been through anything quite like this before and there's no handbook for it and i saw criticism today also on social media real quick um i I saw criticism today of like certain conferences not canceling their tournaments fast enough oh, this conference canceled, this conference didn't. What is this conference thinking? Why didn't they cancel fast enough? Why didn't they do this? Why didn't they do that? There are so many people and so many aspects and elements to every decision that each league, that each each conference, that each league as a whole has to make, whether it be professional or or the NCAA as an organization. Like, there's so many different elements that go into these decisions. Like, it's not that easy to just snap your fingers and be done with it. And so when people take their time and try to make the best decision possible for the health of people and for the greater good, I don't have a problem with people taking an extra hour to make sure everything is aligned and everything is okay. Um, So I think everybody's just doing the best that they can at the end of the day. Um, I think it sucks if people are getting, you know, raked to the coals and, and held to the standard like they should absolutely be on top of their shit for something like this because at the end of the day like you look at this and it's like nobody's ever been through anything like this before so everybody's doing the best they can and and you know you just hope that everybody comes out on the other side better for it yeah mike and there's so many moving parts to this and like you said there there is no handbook for this no one who is alive on this earth today has ever dealt with a crisis of the proportions of the uncertainty that we're dealing with today. When you look at the NCAA, it's easy for us as fans, as members of the media, to look at this from our perspective, but it's even sadder from the perspective of the players. Being a college athlete is a 24-7 job, a job that you do not get paid for, a job where they come in every day with with hopes and, and dreams and a goal. And we all know from watching the NCAA tournament in the past, one of the hardest parts of it is is watching the players on the losing side with tears in their eyes coming to terms with the fact that it's all over. But what those players have that the players, the seniors this year will not have is the opportunity to stand on the court knowing that they left it all out there and being able to process that this is their last moment for the players this year that was swept from under them. And to me, that's a travesty, but at the end of the day, there are some things that are bigger than sport. There are hundreds of people in the United States in the hospital battling this sickening, sickening disease. And in the coming weeks, that number will increase. You see what's happening in China. You see what's happening in Italy. And it would be irresponsible from a human perspective to not do everything that you can to prevent what is a reality overseas becoming a reality in our country. Uncharted territory, yes. But if we can look back in two, four, six months, and we can say, wow, that was an overreaction, it probably meant that we did something right. And that's where and that's where I stand, man, because we all have friends with underlying conditions. We all have loved ones, members of our family who are at risk. And though we might not be at the highest level of risk, 
it becomes a patriotic duty for us at this point to do everything that we can in our power to prevent this disease from spreading to the levels that we've seen in other countries. And while Mark Emmert may not have made the easy decision, I hope that history will be able to look back at this and say he made the right decision. And it's a decision that sucks, man. Like, I don't know about you guys. I'm assuming we're all on the same page, man. March Madness is like my Christmas. I like it more than Christmas. It's probably my favorite thing in the world. Like, the opportunity to, at the radio station, we air the, the games on Thursday and Friday, telecasted. So we get to take those two days off, and we have a big group barbecue, and we just watch the games together. And it's like heaven, man. It, it's awesome. But yeah. unfortunately, it's not the circumstance we're in right now that could allow that to happen. Yeah, like for me, the the first weekend of the tournament's the best, and and after that, it kind of trails off. But opening weekend of the tournament is is a ton of fun, and it's a shame they won't be able to experience it. And um, it's a shame that all like you like we've mentioned already that all those seniors and players maybe heading to the NBA won't get to experience it either. Um, and then for for this pod's purposes, the effect that it has on Virginia Tech athletics specifically, I mean, Justin Fuente is entering one of the biggest off-seasons of his tenure, maybe the biggest off-season, and he's going to go into it without a spring practice session. Uh, that's, that's critical. I mean, Virginia Tech was one of the worst recruiting teams in the conference and one of the worst recruiting teams in the Power Five last year. And now they're, they can't go out on the road and, and recruit and spread their message anymore for the foreseeable future. Um, all of these things have impacts and those impacts, who knows what it'll be like because all the other schools are going through the same thing. But uh, this certainly changes the calculus for Virginia Tech uh, football and for the, for the athletic department as a whole. Yeah. I, I I agree with that. Um, flipping it back to like the tech side of things, it's going to be tough. I mean, football specifically. I mean, it's going to be tough, right? I mean, Andrew, I'm sure you listened by now. Like Ricky and I started talking about the quarterbacks and the running backs on the last pod, and we were kind of saying, okay, we'll make our way through the rest of the positions. You know, you know the battles that were going to take place this spring, the big storylines. This is the storyline now. Yes. Coronavirus is the storyline. It's back end news, man. That's it's not on the table anymore. We yeah. Got bigger right. Yeah. I mean, Ricky and I sat here um, about 48 hours ago um, and, and recorded a podcast. And now you look at it and it's uh, the back half of it is well, while we talked about some intriguing stuff. It's totally useless. We're talking about <laughs> the quarterback battle in the spring and, and the running backs and who's going to emerge coming out of spring as we move into summer and, and, and you know, fall practice. And some of what we, a lot of what we said, truthfully, is is still relevant from like a, a pure exit, like depth chart standpoint. A lot of that yeah. stuff's still relevant, but the battles that are going to take place this spring out the window. Everything yeah. we talked about the other night, and that, and that's the beauty, and and it, it's the upside, the downside of podcasting, right? It's you talked about a lot of good stuff there, either the podcast didn't record or it's outdated by the time you edit it. Or, I mean, it's just wild how that stuff happens. And nobody could have ever imagined when we recorded just 48 hours ago, Ricky, that the coronavirus was going to completely turn everything we talked about in regards to spring practice upside down within two days. It is unbelievable to me that that's what's, what's happened here. And it's still shocking that all of this has happened so quickly I haven't even really had time to process it. Yeah, man. I mean, you know, you, you talked about when the Ivy League decided to suspend the tournament. That seemed like such a outrageous thing to do. Yep. Yep. 36 hours ago. Yes. 36 hours ago. And now not a single American sport, really. I mean, I mean, the high school sports are going to be canceled, too. Yep. It's all done. I it's mean, all done. It's crazy because, you know, when Yale was declared the Ivy League champion and, they, you know, the Ivy League comes out, they said, we're not having a conference tournament. Everybody killed them for it. They're like, what an overreaction. How could you do this? This might not even be that bad of a virus. Like you said, Andrew, that was 36 hours ago. 
that was a day and a half ago as we sit here and record this here on Thursday night. It is literally unbelievable how quickly this has turned. And even, I mean, and just looking at the videos from today when you have Florida State come out of the locker room and hoist the ACC championship trophy without a single smile on their faces. Yeah, that that picture it was hard man. a great word to describe what we've experienced in the last 48 hours, I suppose. It, it, it's staring into the abyss, man. It, 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 it's super weird because, like Ricky touched on at the beginning, this is supposed to be our escape. But now it's come to the forefront. And, and, and it's just... It's... It's it's not anything that we ever could have anticipated, and, and, and quite frankly, it doesn't feel real. Yeah, and it's going to be a while before we all kind of come to grips with this. And going back to y'all's point about how much has changed in the last 36 to 48 hours, that's the reason why all this is happening, because this is how highly contagious, highly transmissible viruses work. They, they they can really change the landscape in such a quick period of time that the the unpredictability leaves you open to the worst case scenario. Um, and that's exactly why all of these teams and leagues and conferences are making these decisions because they're trying to prevent themselves from looking like the goat of the situation and they don't they don't want their ass on the line if there will be were to be some sort of massive outbreak where 50% of the country is infected. I'm not saying that's going to happen. I don't know that that's going to happen. I don't I, pray know. That that's I don't happen. What's that? I pray that that's not going to happen. Yes, yes, for the love of God, that's the last thing this country needs. And it's the last thing the world needs. Um but who knows what's going to happen here? I'm not medically educated. I've had people with varying degrees of of aptitude on on the the medical and the scientific side of things tell me different things. Um, I there's a few that I I or you know a couple I believe more than others, but I don't know, man. I I, I don't know how this how this stuff's going to play out. Nobody does. Uh, the only people that can give us an educated guess are those that have studied this for. Forever and ever and ever, and I think we can all be pretty sure that those people were um, talked to about this, and they were asked their opinion when it came to canceling all these events and trying to to add to the social distancing that we're you know we're being recommended to by the CDC and and getting rid of all these large public gatherings. That you would assume and hope that all of those people that have done the research and the studies were the ones that were contacted about this and ultimately their opinions were probably the ones that won out in the end. And I guess this is just a, a time I feel obliged to remind everybody, you know, this is something we need to take seriously. Fever, cough, shortness of breath. If you're feeling any of those symptoms, please, please don't go to work. Stay home. If it gets bad, I understand that the, the testing is not where it needs to be right now. That's a real travesty. But if that opportunity does come, go ahead, get tested and stay away from anyone who you feel might be at risk. And, you know, I, I think it is generally perceived right now based on the fact that this disease can remain dormant for quite some time up to two weeks before symptoms show that many of us may have this we might not know we have it but don't be rudy gobert don't be the guy walking around joking about this very serious thing that's happening right now and it might not be serious directly to you but given how highly transmissible this disease is you're most likely going to come in contact with someone that this could seriously alter, if not end, their life. So don't be that guy. 
put the other fella first and, and take the precautions. The World Health Organization, the United States government, all of the people who are giving us this information, they're not lying to you, I promise. And I, it kills me when I see it online, man. It really, it hurts me to see people still at the point where we're at right now today taking this as a joke. It, it, it it's, I'm not saying this is the end of the world. I don't believe it's going to be the end of the world. I think this is something that we're going to get through. I believe it's something, I think all of our stocks will rebound. The economy will rebound all of that. I, I believe in America and I believe in our medical technology and all of the, I mean, God bless the people who are working to make a vaccine and the people who are in these overcrowded hospitals, especially overseas, but here as well, who are putting themselves at risk to try to curb the, the spread of this virus. God bless all of them, but be a part of the problem, not the solution. And realize that we're in uncharted waters, man. Uncharted waters. Yeah, I'm not a financial advisor, but if you've got some money laying around, this is the exact time that you want to put it, put that money into the stock market, right? I, I mean, low, all, baby. All these blue chips are, are are going for pennies on the dollar for what they have been. So, yeah, I mean, it, it, the, the country's going to get through this. I don't know when. I don't know how. I don't know what the damage is going to be at the end of it, but there there will be an end of this tunnel, and we will be able to talk Virginia Tech Athletics on this pod about like actual things that are currently happening, not just previews of, of the fall season and, and things like that. So bear with us. Continue to listen. Um, hopefully th- this will pass over smoothly and um, – Hopefully we will be able to say that this was all an overreaction and hopefully we will be able to say that it's a shame that all those seniors at Virginia Tech and schools across the country lost their year, their year of eligibility rather than us lamenting the fact that thousands and and however many people die from this uh this virus. Yeah, and the last thing the last thing I'll add, the last thing I'll add Andrew real quick and Ricky the last thing I'll add is None of us know how this thing's going to end, but we do know that we'll get through it somehow, and we don't want want to sound more grave than it is, but for anybody who has an underlying health condition, Andrew, you just said it, but I, I want to hammer it down again. Anybody who has an underlying health condition, anybody part of the elderly population, or the just even the older population, even if you don't care, consider yourself to be old, and you're not feeling great, stay home, go to the doctor. Do one of those two things if it gets bad enough, right? Do not go out. Do not infect the community. Just be as safe as you possibly can. Don't go crazy. Don't get all anxious and nervous. Continue to live your life as normally as you can, but don't be stupid. Don't get in large crowds. Restrict the amount of time that you are in a very public space. We're not asking, I mean, they're not asking us to just completely stop living. Just take the necessary precautions, wash your hands, don't panic. We'll get through this. Yeah. And one last thing I'd like to add as a member of the Blacksburg community, man, the cancellation of in person classes at Virginia Tech is going to bleeping hammer a lot of small businesses. And I deal with small business owners on a daily basis yeah. in my job. Yeah. I, I talk to people who have had to already lay off people today, today, because such a big portion of their expected profit is gone. Given that half of the population of the town is not going to be here. If you are in town, Patronize the small businesses that are owned by your neighbors and your friends. If it's a restaurant, maybe you don't feel comfortable going out, order delivery, order pickup. We can get through this, but 
hopefully come football season, we'll get the crowds back and it'll be the Blacksburg we all love. But we need to get through this portion of the year, this portion of American history, this portion of our lives that none of us saw coming. Help help your neighbors out. The big businesses will be fine. Shop local. Please, for me. Do it for, do it for Andrew. People who I, my friends, people who I love, and I'm sure people that you love too, that are the ones getting hit hardest in Blacksburg. So please, please, let's, let's not forget about what makes a community like the New River Valley, which is such an, a wonderful place. I love living here. But it's all based on propping each other up. And now is the time where we really need to focus on propping each other up. Definitely. Definitely. And uh, that's one of the impacts that a lot of people overlook is all of these, um, all of these, all these towns that these universities are located in are bordering on vacant, relatively speaking uh, with all the students that are basically being told, don't come back from spring break. (laughs) Just, just stay home. And, uh, that it's not just Virginia Tech. It's it's going to be all these college towns across the country. So uh, it definitely is a shame. And um, uh, you know, I I look forward to the day when Lane Stadium is full again, and I look forward to the day when Saturday is filled with thirty games on TV, and we can all just be lazy, you know, couch potatoes watching football, um, but. The faster that this gets dealt with, the faster we can get to that point. So, you know, sooner, sooner rather than later, I truly hope the three of us and all of you listening out there will be chilling in the Lane Stadium parking lot, crushing beers, and yeah, I mean, I was uh, I was planning on coming up for the spring game. I was going to be there. I had already I had already got my weekend cleared, and um, I'm sure. Thousands of people had gotten their weekend clear because, as we know, tech fans show up for the spring game. Uh, not not all universities do. I'm not targeting anyone oh, here at yeah. uh, University of Virginia. But it, spring game in Blacksburg is something different, and it's a shame that the fans won't be able to experience that this year, and it's a shame that the all the players that really need this spring to move up on the depth chart probably aren't going to get that opportunity. And now – they're going to be working on a truncated timetable. There's just, it, it all sucks. It, it's it's no fun. It's terrible. It's it's probably depressing to a lot of people, and I certainly understand that. And unfortunately, it's probably a necessary evil. Yep, and I guess if you guys don't have anything to add, that's going to do it for us. I'm set. Yeah, yeah, th- th- we'll be we'll, we'll still be recording. There are still plenty of things to talk about. We can we can go through the team front ways, back ways, and sideways. I'm sure there will be updates regarding all of this in the next probably three or three weeks or so. Because uh, I think by the time we get to April, we'll have a, an idea as to exactly what we're dealing with here in the states. Because it, it's different everywhere, right? Because mm-hmm. countries are handling it differently. Countries have different population sizes and, and densities and all sorts of things. Uh, so I think hopefully by the end of the month, we'll know exactly how bad things are in the States. And maybe by then we'll have an idea as to when things are going to resume. I mean, hopefully we'll we'll have baseball starting up not too far after that, because as we know, it's already been delayed two weeks. Um, you know, maybe – Maybe these universities can get a, a chance to recoup some of that, all that spring practice time. Uh, the, 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 there's no way to to know that for sure, but we'll definitely keep hitting record. We'll keep uh, bloviating about Virginia Tech football and uh, sounding like a bunch of jackasses, but um, I, I think we could all use a, a bit of sports conversation right now because Lord knows there's nothing to watch. Yeah, folks, so that's going to do it for us. Remember, if you're feeling any symptoms, please stay home. Take all the necessary precautions. A 14-day quarantine, while it doesn't sound fun, it goes a long way in the long term. For our friends that are students, like I said, if you are coming back to Blacksburg, patronize local businesses. It will help more than you know. 
help the community that you love. Uh, and also, if you're coming back from a spring break place that may be considered to be high risk, maybe it's in all of our best interest to take it easy. I'm telling my friends that now, who are seniors coming back from spring break, I bought them the hand sanitizer. I will buy them more hand sanitizer. I am the hand sanitizer tooth fairy. But, uh, <laughs> Dude, I like you can, if, you were, if you were an awful human being, you could really gouge pricing on that, like on eBay and stuff like that. It's absolutely incredible how stores have just completely been ravaged in, in supplies of toilet paper and, and um, rubbing alcohol and Lysol wipes. And I mean, I went to the store today to grab a few things and they were out of several items, none of which I was going to buy anyway, because I have enough here at the house, but um, it's, it's, it's pretty, pretty crazy. And for a place like Blacksburg, that's obviously a bit smaller and there's fewer options. I mean, I can't imagine that Blacksburg isn't going to feel some sort of disruption in supply. Um, And I I pray to God that's not the case because, you know, we all lived in Blacksburg long enough. We all love it for various reasons. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Absolutely. So that'll do it for us. Remember, folks, when, 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 I don't even know what to say. Uh, When the going gets tough, the tough get going. We're all in this together. If you are, are listening to our podcast, presumably you are part of our Hokie family. We love you and we want nothing more than for you to stay safe and healthy. And so we can all be a part of it when this all passes and we return to normal. So we pray for you. We are with you. We are all in this together. And until the next time we get back on this mic to talk about the Hokies and everything else we love, stay safe. Hokies.